This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, in the last days of the Trump administration, the White House is clarifying how agencies should track performance. President-elect Biden introduces more of his picks to run his White House. And though there's been some improvement, DHS still has a long way to go to improve its employee engagement. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Office of Management and Budget clarifies agencies should still measure and track program performance after an earlier OMB memo eliminated several sections of management policy guidance. OMB Director Russ Vaught tells agencies to identify no more than two priority goals where they can make the biggest impact and focus on measuring progress in those areas. OMB is also working with agencies as part of a pilot program to stand up an online inventory of all federal programs and their performance data. House Democrats are calling on the Office of Management and Budget not to implement the President's Schedule F executive order in the final days of the Trump administration. OMB had submitted a roster of potential candidates for Schedule F to the Office of Personnel Management for approval. The Government Accountability Office tells the House Oversight Committee OPM approved most OMB's positions for Schedule F reclassification. OMB approved most OMB positions for Schedule F reclassification. Oversight Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney and Subcommittee Chairman Jerry Connolly say it would be highly inappropriate for OMB to reclassify their employees between now and Wednesday. The calls begin for the incoming Biden administration to repeal some Trump-era executive orders impacting federal employees. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has more on that. House Democrats identified five executive orders and one presidential memo they want the incoming administration to repeal or rescind. The EOs limit collective bargaining and eliminate certain types of diversity and inclusion training for federal employees. Another order allows agencies to reclassify civil servants as quasi-political appointees. Democrats say these orders have been harmful to the federal workforce. President-elect Biden has already said he'll repeal at least three of the EOs in question. Nicole Grisco, Federal News Network. NSA moves quickly to name a new head of its cyber division. Federal News Network's Jason Miller brings us the details. The National Security Agency moved quickly to fill its vacant cybersecurity director role with a familiar face. Rob Joyce will replace Ann Newberger. Newberger is leaving to join the National Security Council. Joyce has been a senior advisor for cybersecurity to the NSA director since returning to the agency in 2018. Before that, he worked at the National Security Council, where he served in both cybersecurity and homeland security roles. Joyce started the NSA in 1989 and has held an assortment of roles, including running the Tailored Access Operations Program. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. President-elect Biden adds more names to his list of incoming White House personnel. Biden says he'll nominate Eric Lander, the principal leader of the Human Genome Project, to serve as the director of the Office of Science and Technology Policy. Lander will also serve as the president's science advisor, a role Biden expects to elevate to the cabinet level. The National Security Agency Cybersecurity Director Ann Newberger will serve as the deputy national security advisor for cyber and emerging technology at the National Security Council. IBM is looking for a new person to lead its federal business. Jay Bellissimo, Big Blue's general manager of U.S. public and federal market for the last 15 months, surprisingly resigned to take a new job at a telecommunications company. Bellissimo, who spent 18 years at IBM, will be the chief operating officer at Vonage. 
His last day at IBM was Friday. IBM did not comment on who would take over for Bellissimo, even on an interim basis. IBM had more than $1.1 billion in federal revenue in fiscal 2020, according to USAspending.gov. One of the big reasons the Defense Department can't pass a financial audit, it can't account for the amount of goods and services the military branches are buying from each other. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu explains. The Government Accountability Office says DOD reconciled more than $100 billion in internal transactions in 2019 without proper documentation. That's mainly because the military services have their own accounting systems and the buyer and the seller don't always agree on the amount or the timing. DOD plans to eventually solve the problem by adopting Treasury Department software that shares all of that data between the military services, but the timeline is not clear, partly because DOD says the Treasury system doesn't meet its business needs. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Naval Academy is beginning to vaccinate its staff and faculty against COVID-19. The school superintendent says he's thrilled to be able to start vaccinating employees and that it's an important step in returning the school to normal. The Defense Department as a whole is prioritizing who will get the vaccine first. Frontline workers are the top priority, followed by those essential for national security and service members about to be deployed. The military has been investing heavily in new technologies, but what about the people who use the newly created weapons? Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. The Navy says it's trying to shore up what it's calling a lethality gap between new weapons and training to use them. In order to counter China and Russia, the Pentagon's building weapons like hypersonics and Constellation-class frigates. But they may not be quickly deployed if soldiers aren't up to speed on how they work. The Navy wants to install virtual training centers at ports and learning centers so that soldiers can gain the knowledge they need to use the new platforms without seeing the weapons in person. That way, sailors can be prepared to fight as soon as the weapons are in their hands. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Government Accountability Office sees some progress in the efforts from the Homeland Security Department to improve employee engagement, but it's still ranked last among all large cabinet agencies in government. GAO says DHS could do a better job planning employee engagement activities and measuring progress to ensure they're working. The department launched a family readiness council, professional development initiatives, and a leadership survey in recent years. The Coast Guard has the highest engagement of any DHS subcomponent. The Office of Countering Weapons of Mass Destruction has the lowest at just 38 points. DHS is piling on to the scramble for answers in the aftermath of the Capitol Hill riot. More on that from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Now the Homeland Security Department's Office of Inspector General is piling on to the scramble for answers. The IG says it will be looking into the roles and activities of the department's headquarters and its component agencies, both before and in response to the riots on January 6th. Among the specifics, the IG will look into the department's Office of Intelligence and Analysis and whether it did what it was supposed to, namely providing intelligence to law enforcement. It'll also examine Homeland Security's law enforcement components. The DHS Inspector General joins its counterparts at the Defense, Interior, and Justice Departments. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. And the IRS will open this year's tax filing season on February 12th. That's a later start than in recent years. Federal News Network's Joy Heckman reports. The delayed start will give the IRS more time to complete the programming and testing of its systems following the rollout of a second wave of economic incentive payments. Taxpayers still waiting on stimulus payments will be able to claim them as a recovery rebate credit when they file their 2020 tax return. The IRS urges taxpayers to file electronically and opt for a direct deposit to optimize the speed of the refund. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White.
This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.